WBCRFM, Loudonville, Albany. Proudly owned and operated by Siena College, a Franciscan institution. 88.3 Welcome to the Saints and Alumni Show right here on WVCR 88.3 The Saint. I'm your host this week, Brandon Murphy from the Office of Alumni Engagement, and I'm joined by President Chuck Seifert, 13th President of Siena College, to talk about his 25 plus years of service to Siena, his vision for the college, and the upcoming inauguration on Thursday, September 21st. Stay with us. We'll be right back here on WBCR, 88th Through the Saint. Hey, you found us. 88.3, The Saint. Welcome back to The Saints and Alumni Show right here on WBCR, 88.3, The Saint. I'm your host this week, Brandon Murphy, class of 2017, from the Office of Alumni Engagement, and this week I am joined by President Chuck Seifert, 13th President of Siena College, to talk about his 25-plus years of service to Siena, his vision for the college, and his upcoming inauguration on Thursday, September 21st. A reminder to everyone listening to us that there are a few ways to listen to the Saints and Alumni Show, a podcast that is aired bi-weekly highlighting our Siena Saints. You can listen here on WVCR 88.3 The Saint, Apple, and Spotify, iHeartRadio, and subscribe to the Siena Alumni YouTube channel to check out the complete selection of shows. President Seifert, it's been a busy few weeks uh, for you in office and a busy few months, but we appreciate the time for you to sit down with us and, and kind of share your vision and your Siena story. So officially, welcome to the show for your first time. How are things going these first few months? Thanks, Brandon. Um, things are great. I love it. It's, uh, I'm so privileged to have the opportunity to serve an organization that I love so much. Um, it's been such an important part of my life, and and honestly, everything that that I do is a reflection of being part of the Siena community. And you know, candidly, um, I know that I'm a better person, a better leader, and I'm just a better academic because Siena accepted me in their community so many years ago. And when we sat down uh, just a few days ago to to kind of put together the podcast script, you started mm-hmm. referencing a lot of key points within your time here at Siena. Mm. And in this first segment, we really want to touch upon a lot of the different stops along the way. And it was just mm. two weeks ago now that our students moved back to campus, um, and you actually moved back on campus as well. Uh, but we'll kind of get into that in a little bit. Um, and we always kind of begin the show by asking our guests, you know, why did they choose to become a Siena student? What were those deciding factors that they had and ultimately made them become uh, a Siena saint? And for you, Chuck, you know, your journey began in a little bit of a different sense um, in 1996 as a visiting faculty member. So for those listening today that, that may not know, what were you doing in Albany in 1996 and kind of mm-hmm. what piqued your interest to, to become a college professor? Yeah, great question. <clears throat> so um, really interesting. I'm going to go a couple years before 1996 and then we'll get back to 1996 and try to work to today. So um, when I came to Albany, I actually moved to Albany in 1984. And at that point, um, there, the opportunities at Siena were banking, insurance, and healthcare. And I wasn't ready for healthcare, so it was between insurance and banking. And, and I did go into banking and moved through um, the, the different levels within the bank, started as a management trainee, was a branch manager, um, branch officer, eventually ended up being vice president of commercial lending. 
And at that point, um, it was important that I continue my educational experience, even in banking. So I went back and I um, received my MBA at night. And um, it was just an absolutely wonderful experience, and, and I loved it. <clears throat> and I had a couple faculty members that were encouraging me to go on, and I was like, no, thanks, I'm, I'm happy with banking. And uh, one of them did convince, convince me to teach as an adjunct. So I said, okay, I'll do that. That sounds like fun. And um, Brandon, I'm telling you, it was like a light bulb went off. It was the most exciting and rewarding thing that I had done. I absolutely loved it. In fact, I made the statement that I would teach for free. You just had to pay <laughs> me to grade. Right. So um, it was just absolutely wonderful. And then I um, went on <clears throat> and became the CFO, Chief Financial Officer at the Albany, at that point, the Albany Colony Regional Chamber of Commerce. And um, I did some more instruction. I was doing some different things. I uh, had uh, my daughter was born. So life changes and a lot of different things. And an opportunity came up at Siena to take a one-year visiting assistant professor position. And one of the people that I knew at SAGE, where I received my MBA, knew that, you know, I, I had been doing adjunct, called me, see if I was interested. For some reason, my wife said okay. And <laughs> I took um, <clears throat> that one-year visiting position. And, uh, it, you know, at the time, uh, some people thought I was a little crazy, but I tell you, it was the best decision I ever made. I still have to tell my twin, Andy, about the uh, teaching for free but grading to get paid. That's right. Uh, he, he's teaching a, a class in the fall semester as well, and, and he loves it so much. And, you know, hopefully he has some growth and, and, and other opportunities within ac the academic field as well, like you have had. Because for those listening, they probably also know that the visiting faculty member was just the beginning for you here That's at right. Siena. So can you walk us through a little bit through the years, some of the different roles that you've had here on campus and kind of what you've enjoyed most about being in the classroom and, and being part of this community? Yep. So uh, I'll tell you up front that every position that I've had, I've loved all the way through <laughs> at Siena. And um, as, as you said, I, I did start out as a visiting faculty member. And um, in order for me to stay in the faculty line, I really needed to go back and get my Ph.D., so I learned that in my, really, my first year at Siena. So 1996, I joined. 1997, I started the Ph.D. program at uh, University at Albany. So I was taking 12 credits and teaching 12 credits at the same time, which was <laughs> lots of fun, let me tell you. Um, but uh, it was absolutely unbelievably rewarding experience for me because that uh, whole educational element associated with being in the Ph.D. program and doing the, the research and the professional development was, was really intriguing. So after I started on the program, they moved me to a tenure-track position. So um, in six years, I, I, did, I finished my Ph.D. in three and a half um, and had the record sufficient to come up for tenure and promotion in my sixth year. Um, so I became associate professor. Then I was department chair of the then marketing and management department and uh, then came up for full professor. Uh, then I did, uh, I created, I was a founder of the Institute for Leadership Development at Siena College. Then I was dean for eight years. Um, there was um, uh, just a tragic situation that happened at Siena um, in, um, in 2019, and Brother Ed Coglin, our then 11th president of Siena College, passed away. And uh, Maggie Madden, who was the 
VPAA was interim president. I was interim VPAA for a year, and my associate dean, Cheryl Buff, was the dean. And we did that for a year. We did the search. Chris Gibson was um, selected as the president, and then we all reverted back. Then I, <clears throat> um, after my seventh year uh, as being dean, I was like, yeah, that's probably a good run. So I, put, I gave a one-year notice, which is a really long time, by the way, but I gave a one-year notice, and my intention was to take a one-year sabbatical and then come back to teach literally last two or the, the, this year, this semester. So um, that was the plan. And as, uh, as they say, the best laid plans of both <laughs> mice and men. And uh, the opportunity to, um, to put my hat in the ring for, for this position came up um, literally as I started my sabbatical. So um, I did that. I was actually appointed in December and took office in, in June. And it's like you've been on a podcast or two before. You keep hinting at, at the role as president, and, and there's a lot of topics to discuss with that in the second segment. Um, and we're just about halfway through the first segment here today. Uh, and there's one stop along the way that, that you mentioned that I kind of want to break down in, in a little bit more detail, um, and that is the, uh, the Siena's Institute for Leadership Development um, that, that you spearheaded at, at Siena. For those listeners who don't know, can you talk to us about um, a little bit about that? And, uh, and kind of what you've enjoyed about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I loved it. It was fantastic. And um, what after I received my degree from the University at Albany, I had a lot of um, businesses that were reaching out to me to do consulting, um, teamwork, emotional intelligence, uh, leadership, uh, just C-suite um, development, all those different things. And, and I saw that there was really a... a, a opportunity to go beyond my own capacity and bring in other faculty member with, members within the school of business and really start um, expanding the consulting services that we're providing. And so um, I founded the Institute for Leadership Development, and, and those are some of the different activities that we did. I'll tell you a really important highlight that came out of the Institute for Leadership Development. Um, yeah, I can admit that I used to be a research snob. Um, through my training, if it wasn't validated, it wasn't valuable. And um, looking at a lot of research articles and you know um, all the different elements. And when I started doing more of the consulting, I started looking at a lot of the more, I would call them popular press leadership books and just absolutely loved them. And so we found that the um, people that we were trying to work with responded well to those books, and then we were able to add a lot of those theoretical components. But um, one of the things I, I like to talk about in the next segment is servant leadership. And the reason that servant leadership came up is because um, I used that book in one of those um, training development courses. And we've got just about two minutes left uh, in the first segment today before we have to cut to break. Um, so I want to conclude with the last question um, about the Meet the President events that, that you've yeah. had so far this summer. You've been on the road quite a bit, but you've also moved back home here at Siena, and we'll touch on that to begin segment two. Um, and for those listening who, who want to know more information about it, you can visit siena.edu slash meetthepresident. Our next stops are going to be in Rochester and Syracuse on September 27th and September 28th. Uh, but for the places that you've already been, what's it been mm. like to be out on the road with Deb, with the Siena community, and, and visiting people in their hometown and kind of bringing that Siena spirit to them? 
Yeah, it, it's it's absolutely wonderful. And I'll tell you what I've learned the most um, going on different events. And I've been in Denver. I've been in um, Nantucket. I've been um, down in Westchester and Loudonville. That was a long trip. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the reality is just the contagious nature of being part of the Siena community and the strength and the support that I've received everywhere we've gone has been absolutely wonderful. And it's a really, really good opportunity to reconnect with a lot of alumni basically throughout the whole country and help increase their overall engagement in the institution that I know they love. And it's the, just the beginning for you in that Meet the President tour. You know, we've got events coming in the fall and even into the winter. And it is just the beginning of this podcast today. So in segment two, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about Chuck's vision for the college, why he decided to come here and live on campus with his wife, Deb, and the upcoming inauguration um, in just a few days. Stay with us. We'll be right back here on WVCR 88.3 The Saint. Your Sienna College Connection, 88.3 The Saint. Welcome back to The Saints and Alumni Show right here on WVCR 88.3 The Saint. I'm your host this week, Brandon Murphy, class of 2017, from the Office of Alumni Engagement. And this week, I'm joined by President Chuck Seifert, 13th president of Siena College, to talk about its 25-plus years of service to Siena, his vision for the college, and the upcoming inauguration on Thursday, September 21st. In the first segment, Chuck, we discussed about the pride that you took in building the Siena's Institute for Leadership Development. And that now is intertwining so closely with the ideals of Servant leadership as president um, and, and James Hunter, who has kind of influenced you um, throughout your professional career um, and, and is a great author um, with, with a lot of great writing. Can you share a little bit with our listeners today uh, the inspiration of James and, and what James has influenced you on um, regarding organizational structure and, and servant leadership here at Siena? Yeah, absolutely. Brandon, I could take the rest of this podcast and the next two to talk about it. So I'll, I'll try to do a little bit uh, shorter version for you. So um, as I indicated in the first segment, I went to the University of Albany, received a PhD in organizational studies and with a concentration in leadership. And I studied, had the blessing to serve under um, probably one of the top 10 leadership uh, academics in the country. In fact, he is the author of the seminal textbook that's used in graduate and um, PhD programs. So I can tell you that I know those leadership theories, right? I know that book so well, and it's absolutely incredible. And, and I think that it, that it helped me have a better understanding and develop as an effective leader. But there was always something missing. There was something that wasn't just needed something more. And I talked about the Institute for Leadership Development, and, and I read this book, um, The Servant by James Hunter, and uh, in that book, it, it's a very logical model that's incredibly difficult to implement. And the, the main premise is that I'm only successful as a leader when the individuals that I work with are successful. And hopefully the organization is better after I've worked for that organization. So any leader's job is really to empower and, and assist the individuals that they work with in order for them to be successful. And um, it just, it works really, really well, um, but it, it takes a lot, of pro, uh, a lot of work in order to get there. So I did some work with um, James Hunter back in 2001, 
And um, I was asked if there was an individual that had a, a significant impact on my life that I would be interested in potentially giving an honorary degree to. And uh, Jim Hunter came to mind right away. Um, that book has had a very significant impact. I gave him a call. Um, he said he was interested in, in coming to Siena. We went through the process, and we will be providing him an honorary degree at Siena. And um, it does tie into a lot of the different areas that I think are really important for us moving forward. In, in your June 1 message uh, to the Siena community, you began by quoting uh, President John F. Kennedy when he first met a facilities worker at NASA. And, and that facilities worker was carrying a broom uh, to his next job site. Uh, and when the facilities worker was asked about his job at NASA, he replied with, I'm helping to put a man on the moon. Um, and I think that is so important for everyone to know within your vision and philosophy as a leader as well, that we're all community members here at Siena working as one to advance the mission and vision for Siena. So for those wondering and listening today, kind of what is your vision for Siena and what are some of those key areas across campus that you're looking to advance? Yeah, that's that's great. Um, Brandon, really, I couldn't have said it much better. So just whatever you say. <laughs> uh, look, the, the reality is we are all Siena community members, and we first and foremost have to be focused on the mission of Siena. And Siena is a learning community advancing the ideals of a liberal arts college rooted in our Catholic and Franciscan identity. And um, everything that we do needs to be focused on that. And, uh, you know, frequently you will hear individuals talk about students, faculty, staff, and administrators. And, and I'm not a, a huge fan of that because I believe it um, divides people up into different segments when the reality is we are all community members. And um, our mission is uh, to advance the ideals of a liberal arts college and rooted in our Catholic and Franciscan tradition. And, and I think that that's something that we need to continue to reiterate over and over and over again and make sure that everyone is focused on those different areas. Um, when you look at my, my vision um, for the school, it, it really is focused on making sure that, that we become an even higher demand school, um, basically known for our extraordinary student experience. And um, that student experience is divided both into academics, of course, but also the outside of the classroom experience too. So we need to make sure that we're doing everything that we can, both inside the classroom and um, outside of the classroom to develop that extraordinary student experience. One of the other things that I, that I, that I think is really important is that we um, develop just a little bit more swagger, I think <laughs> is the right word. I can't, I guess that's a good word for it. And that is really, um, as Mike Utzig would say, <laughs> bring the loud to Loudonville and um, making sure that people understand the significance of our accomplishments. Um, top 10 Catholic college in the country. We're number nine. Marquette's number 10. That's not a plug for Marquette. <laughs> um, we are one of the 50 most beautiful campuses in the country. We are the number one school for getting a job after graduation in New York State three years in a row. Three years in a row. That's incredible. And just last week, the Wall Street Journal ranked us as the number um, 91st college in the entire country. And, and look, the, the reality is <clears throat> we don't strive to increase our ratings and our accolades. What we do is we strive to provide the best possible educational experience, and the accolades are coming. 
And and I think that it's really important that everyone here be proud of what we are doing and make sure that we continue to make those incremental improvements in order to even get better. And we have just about five minutes left in, in today's show. And I want to conclude briefly about talking about the inauguration, the yeah. fundamental ways to support the college, and then some fun questions to ask you to conclude. Great. Um, and as you know, Saints, we do. We, we celebrate. And we do get to celebrate the mission of Siena and our rich history um, at your inauguration. Um, and, and the strategic plan is called Leading the Way. But you took a creative spin to that, and, and the inauguration is called Leading the Way Together, a call to serve. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about some of the themes behind your inauguration and maybe some of the events that they can expect if they do yeah. decide to RSVP at siena.edu slash inauguration? Absolutely. Please, RSVP and come. I'd love to see you. Um, it's a great opportunity for us to connect and, and further develop our relationship, so I do encourage you to do that. Um, look, the um, Jim Hunter is going to be here. Um, he's going to be here first uh, Wednesday, and we're going to have a symposium that's really going to be talking about what is servant leadership and what are some of the different um, experiences that other individuals have had trying to be a servant and what they've learned from that process and how they've advanced. Then on Thursday, the, the inauguration, what I've really been trying to focus on is making sure that the inauguration is not about me. It's about community. Candidly, there's a lot of ceremony, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. But um, what we will be talking about is what we as a community need to do to embed a servant culture within Siena College. And that's going to be um, a lot of the theme of um, Jim Hunter's address as well as my address during the inauguration. Uh, there will be receptions and there will be an opportunity for all of us to interact and get to know each other better. And I think there's going to be a live band maybe that's playing at the inauguration at, at, at a block party maybe or maybe not. But I did hear a live band at a, at, a, at a pub over the weekend and Andy did say there might be live music at some point throughout the weekend. So maybe that's a surprise. Maybe that's not a surprise, but it should be a lot of fun. And you talk about your vision and the goals for the college and people listening might be wondering, you know, how can you how can we support that? So for those listening, maybe what's some of the fundamental ways that they can support Siena College and, and how yep. you want to advance it? Yep. One thing I'd like everyone that's listening to think about is think about all the people that have made transformational um, contributions to Siena College that has helped us to continue to deliver that education for a lifetime. And think about how it has positively impacted you and think about what you can do in order to pay that forward. Think about um, the opportunity to make a gift to Siena College that can help us transform the lives of our current and future students. Um, and I would also love to encourage everyone to make a gift to the annual campaign. Um, that provides us with discretionary funds that allows us to focus on making sure we're delivering everything that we need to to meet that vision and strive towards the attainment of our vision. And I know from the pre-interview that we had, your roots are in, in Utica, and we could talk about chicken riggies and, and Syracuse basketball and all the yep. great food and, and energy within Utica. But you also have some favorites of your own from your time across the Northeast and, and, and Midwest. So we've got about just 90 seconds left in today's show. We kind of want to do some rapid-fire questions with you just so the listeners can kind of get to know you a little bit better on a, on a personal basis. So the first one that I have is, you know, what music do you love? What's your favorite band? What's maybe one or two of the best concerts you've ever been to? Yeah, so um, 70s, 80s rock. 
<laughs> you yeah. know, um, classic um, vinyl is the station that that I listen to on Sirius XM or WVCR. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, uh, best concerts, um, probably two that jump out: Paul McCartney, mm. unbelievable, what a showman, and the Foo Fighters at Madison Square Garden. So Joe and I, when we go to Boston, uh, there's a hotel. You check in, you get a record, and in every room there's a record player. You nice. can play the music, and, and it's so much fun. And we could talk about music for a se- third segment today. Um, but what about your favorite sports teams? You know, you've been out in the Midwest yeah. a little bit. You're out here in New England States. Kind of what are your favorite teams? So um, between the ages of 5 and 12, I lived in Rockford, Illinois, which is about 60 miles northwest of Chicago. So Cubs and Bears <laughs> all the way. Um, I was not real happy on Sunday, though. Yeah. And uh, what do you like to do in your free time when you're not here on campus? What do you What do you enjoy for some of your hobbies? Yeah, my um, probably the the one area that I I will spend most of my time um, free time doing is um, fly fishing. Mm. Um, I tie all my own flies. Um, I've traveled a myriad of different places, and and as I said last year. I um, flew to Montana, so I went 3,000 miles to let fish go <laughs> because I practice catch and release, too. And the last one that we have for you today, um, it could either be your favorite food that you would always want in your new home here on campus or maybe a restaurant that you would put in your new home on campus. Yang's. Oh, Yang's is so good. They're going to love that. We're going to go down here after today's show. I and, want uh, my picture on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll get that done after the inauguration. Uh, hey, President Cypher, thanks so much for sitting down with the community today talking about your history and your time at Siena and what's to come in your vision. Uh, we're looking forward to celebrating you in just a few days. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be see you next time right here on the Saints Alumni Show.